No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Always More TV. My name is Rebecca Keener, and some people call me Becky, and but a lot of people say, Rebecca, you can say either one, but we're just so glad to be with you today. Glad to be in my home with you today. Welcome to my house. And we've been doing a series the last couple of weeks on overcoming by the power of the Holy Spirit. And today's program is going to be on learning how to defeat the spirit of infirmity. We're just talking about some things that are happening in our world today and some things that we see going on in our culture and in our society. Uh, things that are weapons that are coming against us as a society, as Christians, as the church, and how do we overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we're talking about defeating the spirit of infirmity. You can grab your Bible, call a friend, send this to someone off of YouTube and let them know you need this information today. It's going to bless you. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single person who is watching today. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would just come into that room wherever they are right now, that your holy presence would be there with them and be here with me as we break the Word of God. I pray, Father, that you would just illuminate your Word to us and give us victory over every spirit contrary to your Holy Spirit that would try to defeat us or bring any kind of trauma in our life. Lord, we thank you that we have the victory through the cross of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So today we're looking at a spirit of, infir of infirmity, which is mentioned in Luke chapter 13, verse 10. So if you'll turn in your Bible to that particular uh, chapter. Verse 10 says, Now he was teaching, speaking of Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, 18 years. And she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called to her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. So we see that mention of the spirit of infirmity and that word spirit actually is the word pneuma, which means breath. And then the, the word infirmity in the Greek in this uh, King James version means asthenia asthenia. And that word actually translates as infirmity. That particular word is mentioned 24 times in the New Testament. And 24 of those times, the word has been translated as weakness, illness, or ailment. The word generally refers to a lack of strength, 
the opposite of power or weakness. The word has a wide range of meaning. As a result, other Bible versions translate asthenia as crippled or disabling. So the word refers to sickness, illness, or disease in general. So there we see the mention of a spirit, a sickness that was caused by a spirit. Now there are other mentions, of course, throughout the Bible of Jesus healing. And he 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 did that on a daily basis. He went around and he brought deliverance and healing to those who needed it and those who came into his path. Matthew 8, 16 and 17 says that when the evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the Spirit with a word, with a word, and he healed all who were sick. I, I love that word, he healed all, all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by, the, by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. And then again, there's another reference in Luke 7 and 21. It says, at that very hour, he cured many infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many blind, he gave sight. So we see that Jesus was the healer, and he came to bring healing to you and to me and to defeat that spirit of infirmity. And we need to know that when we are facing infirmity, we go to Jesus Christ and we stand upon his word and we, we continue to keep our faith high and to know that he is the healer. Even in the darkest of times, many of you may have lost loved ones. Um, I had two friends in this past week who succumbed to COVID-19 and passed away. So in times like these, we must keep our faith high and not bow down to the spirit of infirmity. It's one thing to be infirmed, but it's another thing to bow or to be completely controlled or oppressed by a spirit of infirmity. Now, this lady in the, in the mention of Luke chapter 13, who had been crippled for 18 years, the Bible says that she was bent over, that she was not even able hardly to hold herself up or to maybe even look Jesus eye to eye. She had been so beaten down and so oppressed by that crippling disease that had attacked her that she found it very difficult to even, or was not even able to uh, stand up. So um, we know that she, she needed that touch. It says that Jesus came and he laid hands on her. And the importance of that is so, so powerful. We've talked about it many times with uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and even looking in the book of Acts, it came through the laying on of hands. And there is something very, very powerful about us laying hands on those who have been infirmed or sick and releasing the power of God through, through us to them. The power is not from us. It's from God. It comes through us. And that's a point of contact and a point of faith that God will honor. And he will allow that healing force, that healing virtue to come through us to others. And such an important thing to know. 
Isaiah 53, of course, is the prophecy that said, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. We were healed. That's a past tense. I love to say, and those of you who have watched the program, you know I, I use that oftentimes. We were healed. And because we were healed, we are healed. We can hold on to that promise that through the finished work of the cross and those 39 stripes representative of the 39 different types of diseases upon the earth, Jesus bore upon his back so that we could walk in total health and healing. But when we succumb to a spirit of infirmity, we allow that spirit of infirmity to become more of a God to us than our Heavenly Father. And I think in the time we're living in, especially when we're seeing this plague waxing across the world, across the land, um, the, the temptation is to focus on, put our focus on that infirmity, to talk about the plague, to talk about the infirmity, to talk about the losses, to talk about the uh, defeats, to talk about the trauma, to talk about the numbers, uh, to continually fixate on that and watch it on the news and make that a topic of discussion over the name of Jesus. And you know, many of us probably have done that, maybe out of fear, or we've never lived through a time like this. We've never seen a time like this. And, and so the tendency is, is to shrink back and to succumb to that spirit of infirmity and allow that spirit of infirmity to just completely oppress us and beat us down and almost become a god to us, that we talk more about the infirmity than we do the healer. Amen. If I'm stepping on somebody's toes, just know I'm stepping on my own at the same time that we all have maybe had that temptation to focus in on the damage that Satan is doing through that plague. And we know that infirmity comes not from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Sickness and disease the Bible says in John 10, 10, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I, Jesus said, have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. We, we know that you can be physically disabled and not have a spirit of infirmity. I know many people who um, maybe fought in wars and were disabled or people who were born with debilitating diseases, and they do not carry on them that spirit of infirmity, that spirit of defeat, because they're in the Lord Jesus Christ, they're in the Word, they're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Their body may be afflicted, but their spirit is not afflicted by the spirit of infirmity. Uh, the second thing that I want to say is that you can be mentally or spiritually infirmed and not recognize it. You know, um, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, that fear hath torment. 
So if you're constantly afraid of that spirit of infirmity or the plague or the possibility of getting the plague, then you are tormented by fear. And God does not want us to be tormented by fear. Yes, he wants us to use wisdom. Yes, he wants us to do what we can do to uh, live that wise life and to be healthy and whole. But he does not want us to allow the spirit of infirmity to afflict us in our mind and in our soul to beat us down to the point that we're almost at a state of madness or not making right decisions. And, and that's an important thing to know. The third thing is that not every illness is a demon. Not every illness. Uh, God did allow Paul to become blind on the road to Damascus so that he would give his life to Jesus Christ, so that he, his life could be turned around. And so there are some illnesses that, that God allows for uh, the, the benefit of working all things together for good in that situation. And the fourth thing is some people can be well and think they're infirmed. And many times those people are under a spirit of infirmity. And some of you may know people in your life or have people in your family who I guess the world would call that hypochondriac. I don't know. And, and I can tell you there's probably times in my life where I have succumbed to that, um, maybe thinking I, was, I had an illness or thinking that something was wrong with me when I was totally healthy. And uh, we, we have known people in, in our family who were given a clean bill of health, but thought they were sick all the time. And that's no way to live. God does not want us bound. He does not want you bound with a spirit of infirmity and beaten down by that in your mindset and thinking that you're, you're sick and that you're defeated in that area of your life. So we must be able to discern and to recognize that spirit of infirmity and to know when it is attacking us, when we're getting in fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, and focusing more on the infirmity than we are on the healer who is Jesus Christ and what he has already done for us through the cross of Jesus Christ. And so very important for us to, to focus on. Now, when we're talking about plagues, uh, one of the scriptures that we hold on to is Psalm 91, that no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. And even though uh, we, some members of our home have had COVID-19 and we just uh, had prayed and prayed and prayed, no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. And then uh, tests came back positive and someone had it and then gave it to someone else. And we had to quarantine and go through all of that back uh, at the onset of this, but we don't allow that to affect our faith and say, well, that didn't work, so we're not going to pray that anymore. No, we continue to fight the good fight of faith, and we continue to stay in faith and hold up the Word of God and to uh, fight against darkness, fight against any spirit of infirmity that would try to come through our home and to afflict and to take out any uh, person in our family prior to their time that the Lord has ordained for them to go home. 
Now, you know, some people may have uh, gone on to be with the Lord. Some people may have passed on with COVID-19. But, you know, we know in Ecclesiastes, the Bible says there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And he does allow that day for us to transition to heaven, for us to live as Christ and to die as gain. Amen. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And although we never, we don't want that, we want to stand upon the word that says with long life, we shall uh, be satisfied and have good success with, with long life and to old age. And we do pray for that, but we have to trust God that he knows the beginning of our days and the end of our days. Amen. And we cannot live in fear or under the oppression bent over like the little lady in Luke chapter 13 from the spirit of infirmity. And, you know, I believe that's what Satan has tried to unleash upon society is that spirit of infirmity to just to bend people over so that they're looking down. They're not looking up at the healer. They're not looking up at the one who can answer, the one who can heal, the one who can save. And so we want to be a people who stand strong by the power of the Holy Spirit and using the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but they're mighty. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I just want to encourage you in that way today. And just a couple of scriptures in just standing strong and overcoming through the power of the Holy Spirit James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you resist the spirit of infirmity, he will flee. There have been times I've gotten the oil myself, according to James, I believe it is James chapter 5. If any of you is sick, let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and they shall be raised up. Amen. You know, if I didn't have somebody around to pray for me and I wasn't feeling well, I'd get the oil myself and anoint my head. Lord, I anoint my head. I come against the spirit of infirmity. I bind it according to Matthew 18, 18 and 19. I take authority over it. I cast it out. You know, we need to hear those words a little more in the church today, don't we? I cast it out. I rebuke it, as Jesus would say. Rebuke the spirit of infirmity. You have authority over it through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're a blood-bought believer, you don't have to stand there and let a spirit of infirmity run all over you and your family. You can take authority over that spirit and stand in victory and watch the Lord work. And so those are very, very powerful words to remember. Galatians 3 and 13 says that uh, Jesus Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And so we see that Jesus bore the curse of sickness, bore the curse of death, bore the curse of uh, torment and disease in our life. And so we can bind it. We can take authority over it. 
we can pray for uh, that spirit to be removed from our communities, our homes, our schools, our churches, and take our stand and our authority through the power of the blood of Jesus as the, as the body of Christ. You know, um, I've told this many times on here, but I was a student at Oral Roberts University back in the 80s, and Oral Roberts was alive at that time. Oral and his wife, Evelyn, they would come on campus, and we would see them. They would speak oftentimes at our chapel services, and the hallmark of his ministry was healing. He believed in healing. He believed in laying his hands on those people who were sick and infirmed, and I had not really seen a lot of that um, in church growing up. So that was something that was new to me to learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of those is the gift of healing and just believing God that that healing virtue was being released. He himself, Oral Roberts, had been healed from tuberculosis as a little boy and almost dying. And so he was a major proponent in the healing ministry. And you look back at the ministers of uh, revivalists throughout history, and especially in the United States of America, like Amy Simple McPherson and Smith Wigglesworth, and they would uh, call forth meetings and ask for stretchers, and there would be just rows and rows and lines and lines of people that were uh, brought out of the hospital to the crusade so that they could have hands laid on them. Maybe it was their their last hope, and so they would come and, and ask for that prayer of faith and the prayer of healing to be prayed over them. And I was thinking about during this plague how desperately we need that to return to the church, that no fear of laying hands. I know that many churches have said, well, we're fully open now, but the one thing oftentimes that we're not opening is our altar area so that people can come down who are facing serious diseases and and uh, maybe even told they're not going to live and to bring them down, whether it's cancer, diabetes, heart disease, or whatever the affliction may be, and to stand in faith and to believe that the, the Spirit of the Lord will heal them and raise them up. I'm praying that we'll have a revival in that area, and I want you to agree with me also. But you know what? It starts in our home. It starts, Mama, in our home that maybe even when one of our little ones is sick, that the first thing that we do is we lay hands on them and we anoint them with oil and we pray the prayer of faith and we believe God to raise them up and to have that faith right here in our homes to know that Jesus is a healer. He is a healing God and He wants us to live that abundant, healed, healthy whole life. That's who Jesus is. So I just want to encourage you today that if you've been like that little woman in Luke chapter 13, kind of bent down with all that we have seen and heard on television, on the news media, all of the bad reports, maybe even some of you who have lost loved ones to COVID, don't allow that spirit of infirmity to attach itself to you and to beat you down and to cause you to get your focus off of Jesus Christ and onto that infirmity. 
We need to keep our eyes. We need to turn our eyes on Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. The plagues of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Do you believe that today? I pray you do. And I pray this has just helped to just raise your faith and to build you up today and to know that you have an authority as a believer over the spirit of infirmity. Listen, just lay hands on yourself right now and just say, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for healing my body, healing my mind, healing my spirit, healing my soul. I ask you to just loose your healing power from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet and to raise me up strong and whole. By your stripes, I was healed. Say that with me right now. By your stripes, Jesus, I was healed. And because I was healed, I am healed in your holy name. We bind that spirit of infirmity from trying to take over our homes, our churches, our schools, our cities, our nations. In Jesus' name, we cast it out by the power of the blood of Jesus and command it to go back into the abyss, never to return. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over every person watching today that you will be raised up from every affliction we take authority over cancer, diabetes, heart disease, any uh, bad diagnosis, and we speak life, we speak healing, we speak help, we speak wholeness to you and your family today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that this has been a blessing to you today on overcoming the spirit of infirmity. And you know, Jesus said, whatever I do, greater works will you do. So we have to model what Jesus did. If he went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil and casting out the devil and laying hands on people and seeing them healed, then we must be also. Amen. That's got to be what we're here to do here, here on this earth, especially during this time. Let's stop talking about the plague and the numbers and the, and the bad things that are going on. And let's start talking about the healer. Hallelujah. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost just even saying that today. And I hope you do too. I hope you've enjoyed being a part of our Always More TV family. You're just so wonderful. Those of you who watch this program, who write us letters and cards and send us little words of encouragement, you're just the most awesome people on the face of the earth. And it's because you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we love you and we are praying for you every day. Our ministry and Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, which is the parent organization over uh, Always More TV and a missions organization since 1972 started by my parents sending missionaries around the world. You know what? This is good ground. This is good ground to sow into. If you sow your prayers, your love, your encouragement, and your finances, if you're so led to do it, you'll be blessed because whenever you talk about the Holy Spirit and whenever you talk about the healing power of Jesus Christ, it shakes the gates of hell. Amen. And people get set free. And that's what we're all about. 
We love you and we just pray that the Lord will be with you, that the Lord will cover you, that Psalm 91, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. It won't even come down your street, I love to say. And we just believe that for you and all your loved ones. And we just thank, thank the Lord that we're victorious. We're overcomers. Everybody just say that as we're leaving you today. Just say, I am an overcomer over the spirit of infirmity. Amen. Well, thank you so much for watching. Go back and watch this entire series. We'd love for you to be a part and we'll be back with you next week for another great teaching. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.